appreciate you being here live with me on Facebook or YouTube or TV, whichever one. Thank you so much for being here. We're into our second part of our series, Failure to Success. Now, as I mentioned in the first series, do me a favor, prepare your hearts. It's very important that you prepare your hearts when you hear any of these topics because it's very easy to disassociate yourself from, from any topic that you feel like you're already doing well in. Be open to it. Maybe this is a moment that you need a reminder. Maybe you need a refresher. Or maybe this is the exact moment that you need to, to, to re have something revealed to you. But nonetheless, just open your spirit, open your heart to this message. Now, the great part about today's message is we're going to talk about something fun. We're going to talk about success. In last week's show, we had a great opportunity to circle around failure and actually understand how it plays a part in your business. But today's show, we're going to talk about success. Now, I want to go ahead and warn you. When we talk about success, there's a lot of business owners here. First, if your mindset goes straight to the earthly way of looking at success, meaning, well, is he going to tell me how to redevelop my annual revenues? Not today. Understand, there is a level that when you think about success, it's not, you got to look at how Lord, the Lord your God looks at success. Does he look at success based on your annual revenues? Is that how he quali qualifies you for heaven? No. So I'm going to talk to you about the qualification for heaven, but also how that will also develop in your annual revenues all at the same time. But understand, kingdom first, earth second. That's how we roll here. All right, so let's talk. Genesis 6, 5 through 6. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness, wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of, intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Whoa, Maurice, <laughs> I thought you said we we're going to talk about success. We are, okay? Just bear with me. I want you to understand something about failure, though. Before we get into success, this is... There, there's a part of this, this is when he actually brings the flood in. Again, this is the frustration of God. There is frustration when it comes to God, when he sees us and when we're operating in failure. He gets actually extremely disappointed. He's like, how can, how can this be? How can the only thoughts of man be evil? And I created, I created them to be a blessing. I don't understand. So understand in this place, when we walk into success, there's a place where you're, you're re re reconciling this relationship with God. But understand where God's stance is at. He loves you, but he's also frustrated. It's kind of like this. When you, have your, when you have your son or your daughter, okay, if that's your situation, and they're of a certain age, and they start doing some things that you just, you didn't raise them to do. Are you frustrated? Absolutely. That's how, that's how it looks. So again, this scripture right here is the same illustration that happens from God to you. Because just because you're an adult, are you really an adult in God's eyes? No, you're a child. You'd be 80 years old and be a child. So again, if my child is sitting here being weird and thinking evil thoughts and doing evil things and experiencing failure, I'm a little frustrated. Okay? Think about that for a minute. Put that into context so you can understand this place of success and why it's important to him. Now, why is it important to him? Let me take you back to Genesis 1.28. God blessed them and said to them, okay, this is what he said to them. 
This is why the frustration. This is why I wanted you to start here first so you can understand why he's frustrated. He said to them, be fruitful. Is that failure? No, that's not failure at all. Oh, guess what? An increase in numbers. Let's look at that for a minute. Is that failure? No, that's increase. Okay, that's going upwards. Fill the earth. Is that failure? No, no. Hmm. And subdue it. Wow, he left it off with and subdue it. That's about how assertive you are and how assertive we should be in this lifetime when it comes to success. He sent a, a blessing to us. God blessed them. You understand that? He blessed you. That's why for you specifically, if you're operating in fear, if you're operating in failure, it makes you more upset. You're probably more upset than God is upset with you. Let's just put it to you like that in context. Because of this scripture, because you're actually oper- your heart operates in this, God did not develop you and have, you have your heart develop in failure. It does not make sense to him. So because of this scripture, because of this blessing God put on us in the very beginning, it bothers you more than anybody else when you're operating in failure. When you have things fail to you, that's why it bothers you so much. Because you weren't supposed to see that. That's not who we are. And so that's why this is, that's why we needed to understand the context of Genesis 6 and also Genesis 1. Again, you are scripturally blessed to be, to be successful. It is important. Genesis 2, 7 reads, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed life into his nostrils, or breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Okay? So think about this. I want you guys to paint a picture. This is how God sees us. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Okay, that was that relationship. Once God developed or breathed life into his nostrils. Okay, the creator breathed life into us. So when you think about the authority that was also given to us all in the same breath, the creator is extremely confused as to why we're dealing with so much failure and that we're not embracing success because the creator breathed life into us. Should we have any struggle? Not at all. Those are all, that's where all our success is built from. That's the drive right there because the creator breathed life into us. So, a part of this, a part of this uh, issue when it comes to this relationship with God and success, because again, when you're operating in that place and you have not done life with God, the first question you ask, well, is, is God going to fail me? Let's just, let's just put all the chips on the table. God already knows, so we're not saying anything that he doesn't already know about us. So, the answer is in the scripture, Numbers 23, 19. God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? So what does that mean? Did he not create the world and all of a sudden we don't have light and dark and sun, moon, stars? We don't have all that now? We have it every time we wake up, but we're still confused as to, is God, does God exist? 
or is God going to bless us? Well, he created the earth, same thing he read in Genesis, but all of a sudden we're confused as to what God's going to do next. I'm going to sit back and let you think about that. Okay, let's keep going. So, does he promise and not fulfill? Okay, these are questions because of our fallen ways, we have to re-identify this relationship with God. And we have to come back into this place of success. And God's promises, there is guaranteed success. How do I know? When everything, when we're obedient, when we're walking with God in the garden, everything was fine, wasn't it? When we're disobedient, we fail, we failed. So, with God, everything was just fine. In disobedience without God, everything is, is failing us. That's how clear life is, just that quick. That's the difference between failure and success. So for those moments that you're feeling unsuccessful, well, you got to pay attention to this. If you want to find success on earth, find success in heaven first. Think about that. If you, and this is me talking, not God talking. I'm kind of sound like Paul right now, but <laughs> we'll roll with it. If you want to find success on earth, find success in heaven first. How do I know that? I didn't make it up. Matthew 6.33 reads, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, okay? So seek first in his righteousness, his ways, his promises, all right? His, his, his commands, okay? Seek those things first. When you're looking for success, seek the kingdom of God and seek his righteousness. Seek his promises, seek his commands, and all these things will be added unto you because of obedience. Okay? But again, if you want success on earth, find success in heaven first. Now, understand, I need to make sure this is clear. God just hit, hit, my, soul, hit my spirit just a second ago. Make sure you're not following God just for, just for profit. There's, then that's scriptural. There, is, there, there, are a lot, there are a lot of people who follow God just for profit because his word is that powerful, number one. Number two, there's manipulation in there. Don't get this scripture twisted. Okay, really pay attention to that. This is the place of repentance. Repentance is a word that we don't talk about much and we just say, let's just go ahead and go for God's promises and keep going and we'll find success and everything. It's repentance first. Remember, there's a relationship issue. In your failure, in these moments, is an illustration of your fallen ways right now. So repentance is deliverance back to, to God and that reconciliation process to God. And actually reconciliation process to what your life was supposed to be like. How about that? What was life supposed to be like? And this is, you know, one thing about life is there's always a good stopping point. And, you know, we call it um, midlife crisis. Now, men and, men and women both have men, midlife crisis. Did you guys know that? Let me go ahead and express something to you. Men, since we're life givers, we actually, all of our stuff of our midlife crisis is always going to show up in front of us. So our expensive cars, our 
you know, our brand new whatever, that crisis is always going to illustrate. So you can always tell when a man's in, in a midlife crisis. Women are carriers. They have the ability to carry that stuff. And it also always attacks them personally. And their crisis becomes from, you'll actually hear from their mouth. It's just a difference on how men and women actually deal with this midlife crisis, but we, bo- we both go through it. But those midlife crises is an opportunity for you to stop and say, what if I did read the Bible? What if I actually did what it said? I have nothing else to lose. <laughs> I've had so much challenge. I have so many challenges in my life. You have really nothing else to lose but to go back in this Bible and go ahead and follow what it says. You really don't. It will seem weird, but heck, failure is more weird than anything. Let's just be real about that. This is a purification of the heart to see success. Do you realize that's, that's, part, of the, that's part of the real root to actually seeing, seeing God in your life? Is once your heart starts to purify and he starts to show you just a, even a, a small ounce of success, when you go through your first trial and he shows his faithfulness through that, you'll start to see success. And again, God doesn't just look at your business. He looks at the whole, everything that you're involved with right now. And his first portion in order to purify your heart is he's going to remove everything. This is where people actually get scared the most, which is weird, but I get it. He's going to remove everything that is not supposed to be around you. If it's not supposed to be, he's going to remove it. And that's part of the purification process. Now, that is your first nerve-wracking moment. Let me just express that to you. Because you'll look back and say, I have nothing surrounding me anymore. I, 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 I don't know. Did I, did I do the wrong thing? You start running back to your idols. What God is actually removing from you is your idols for clarity purposes. So you can be clear. So nothing gets in the way. Because remember, God's a jealous God. He doesn't like anything in, in, in between that relationship. Now, the part of this purification process is, again, failure. If you guys remember last week's show, we talked about that attack on your heart at a young age. A lot of us are still dealing with some of that young age stuff. In order for that purification process, part of what God told me to mention to you today is Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Okay? So part of your understanding as far as purifying your heart is learning how to forgive those moments. That is a process in and of itself. It's not easy. But this is where the pathway to success, both scripturally, heavenly, and on earth, will show up. Seek ye ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and these things will be added onto you. Well, this is that scripture in action. Okay? Let's let's, uh, take a step forward, and let's look at Jesus' train of thought. Because it's easy to read the scriptures, because again, I was reading the scriptures over the weekend, and... Sometimes each time I'm reading the scriptures, things are popping out to me much differently. So if you've heard this before, understand you're hearing from a different context, a different time frame 
based on my experience with the work and what the Lord's doing with me. So I've learned this over the weekend and I never thought about it this way, but Jesus is train of thought. Do you realize it's weird to actually look at his, his, uh, when you have the red part of the Bible and you see his wording, it's like, okay, what, 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 what is Jesus talking about? He's got a lot, he's got verily I said unto you. And you're like, what is that communication? He's, he talks kingdom. I did not realize that until that moment, but he talks kingdom. So for us, when we're reading it as receivers, and again, this is all based on what we're talking about. As receivers, as we're reading, we're like, well, what is he going? He's talking kingdom talk. So if we can't illustrate and understand where he's talking, that is the difference of us being fallen and coming up to that kingdom level. Because again, he's our example. He's our place that we need to follow. So because his heart was aligned with the kingdom, his brain was aligned with the kingdom. So all of his thoughts were, all of his sights, everything he did was seek, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he understand these things would be added onto me. And so his speech came from that direction. His heart was kingdom based. It was all set in stone with the, with the, um, with the kingdom. And so when you look, listen to Jesus talk, his success when he was at the mountaintop and the enemy came to him and tried to tempt him, his success was because it doesn't matter if he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, his success was, nope, leave me alone. Do away with me. Okay, man doesn't live on bread alone, but every word from, from God himself, right? I'm just paraphrasing. But again, every word. So his heart was set on every word. So again, because of that, the devil left him alone. He kept going. But the challenges Jesus went through all the way to the cross was based on the fact that his heart was kingdom set. Because his heart was kingdom set, his mind was kingdom set, everything he saw was from a kingdom point of view, and everything he said was from a kingdom point of view. So that was his success. Now, John 5, 19. Jesus gave, them, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. This is part of the whole direction of success. He can do nothing by himself. He understands that. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. So if your alignment is with the father, God, and you see his success, well, your, your success is in alignment with that direction. So again, understand his train of thought and understand his speech. That's how rooted he is in God. Matthew 14, 25 through 31. Okay, now this is during, during your journey back to success. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to, the, went out to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw, saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. So imagine Jesus just, you know, he's stomping the sea. He's not worried about anything else. He's walking right here, understanding his heart is set in the kingdom, his mind, eyes, and he's focused on the disciples. Okay, he's walking on water. Now, everybody's terrified because, again, the disciples, us, okay, we look at this thing like, oh, I cannot believe this. We're terrified. All right. It's a ghost. They said and cried out in fear. They're looking at each other. Can you do you see what I'm saying? 
All right, get that stuff out of my eyes. Can you see that? It's, it's, they're going crazy, right? But Jesus immediately spoke up. Take courage. It is I. Relax, okay? I know you guys haven't had this relationship with me for a while, but take courage. It's me. Do not be afraid. All right. So Peter, being who he is, Lord, if this is you, command me to come to, come to you on the water. Because this is our relationship with God, okay? This is our relationship with Jesus in the moment. We're, we're like, okay, if this is you, all right, let, let me know. I need you to give me some kind of sign or something that this is you. All right, Jesus said, fine, if that's what you need. Come, said Jesus. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Okay, so he followed his command. Understand this. This is our relationship to success in the kingdom. And again, this will infiltrate in our business and everywhere else. He came walking towards Jesus, but then he saw the strength of the wind. Then he, started, he, he saw the circumstances. This is how, quick it, how we can fall off and how we can get used to that failure. All right? He saw the strength of the wind. Oh, my goodness. Because the relationship with the wind or relationship with my bank account means, no, I, and guess, guess what happened? He got afraid. Oh, man, you made a mistake, Jesus. Okay? And then he began to sink. Cried out, Lord, save me. You know, bubbles coming up. It's a whole, the whole scene there. Immediately, Jesus, so again, one thing God will not do, he will not leave you. Okay? So immediately, Jesus reached out. Come on. Come on, Peter. All right? His hand and took hold of the Peter. <laughs> you little faith. He said, why did you doubt? You didn't have to get all in the water. You messed up your clothes and everything. I mean, what's up, man? Okay? He, uh, so that's going to be the relationship when you're walking back in repentance. He understands that's where that grace comes in because you're not used to that kingdom walk. Okay? You're getting used to that voice of, of, of Jesus. So I want you to understand that, and this is that pathway of success in the kingdom way and how we're meant to be that, that we're looking for. But it is part of the journey. We're going to have some moments when we operate like Peter in this moment. In Philippians 2.8, and, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Now, why is, this, why is this bringing up? Why am I bringing this up? Because if you're going to, the, to do the kingdom walk, there are certain characteristics that you must embrace in order to, to understand the success that God has from you. It requires a lot. And the attributes that you need in order to have kingdom success, okay, that Matthew 6.33 success, and again, this will show up in the business and wherever God is leading you towards. So again, don't I want you to shape success. I don't want you to forget about what, you, what we're talking about. Attributes of kingdom success are obedience, vulnerability, a purified heart, being, being in submittance, humble. All these things, because again, I mean, if you think about it, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Okay, there's you guys seen the conversation on the cross. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
He could have said anything. He could have said, get me down from here. Okay? It would have, it would have messed up a whole lot of other things. But understand, he was obedient all the way to death. Do you have that kind of drive in, in you? Yes, you do. Because your heart was meant to respond to the creator. And that's how, that's how, we're, that's how success is, is meant to, to happen. Once the creator says go, you go. You become obedient all the way to, the, to death. And at that moment, it feels like it's about to kill you because you're like, and that scripture pops in, his ways are not your ways, for his thoughts are not your thoughts. Okay? But again, when God shows his faithfulness and shows up and is better than what you ever imagined, you have no control over it, you're in a good spot. Understand this about God's vision of success. I want you guys to understand this as well. This is important. When God had Jesus go on the cross, it was for all of us. So when God sees success, he's looking through the pass-through. Because Jesus got on the cross, it was a reconciliation process for those who believe shall not perish, right? So it's a reconciliation process to God. That's what God sees as success. That's where you get that job well done. So there's a pass-through process that we're seeing within the illustration of Jesus. He sacrificed his only begotten son, okay, for all of us, so we might have an opportunity to come back and be reconciled to God. God is using he wants to use your mission and what he has you doing in obedience for all of us. So everybody that's in this entity right now, when we have our camera people, when we have our director, when we have our floor manager, when we have all these things that are operating, this is a pass-through. This is God using this opportunity, this moment right here, as a pass-through for all of you who are listening. That's how God wants to illustrate his love. But guess who we're giving glory to? It is, yes, you can pat yourself on the back and say, yes, success, I feel it, I, I love it. But guess who you're giving glory to? Glory goes to God. That's the most important part about this success and that the biblical success that you're looking for in your entity. Is your business a pass-through for all of us who you're supposed to affect? Because again, God wants to multiply his word. He wants as many people to be reconciled to him. That's the important part of God and how he wants to envision success. Can I use you? Are you willing to be used and go through, be obedient to death like Jesus was so I can affect more people? That's the question that he has for you. And I'm challenging somebody right now. Are you willing to? You've thought about it over and over, but maybe you haven't made a move. But the reason why you're watching at this moment at this time is because now you have somebody who does not know you asking you that question. Are you willing to be obedient all the way to death and trust that God's going to lead you there for his people? He wants to operate through us. Do you have a willing heart? I want you to think about this. Leave your comments on Facebook, on YouTube. We're more than willing to uh, get back to you. Go ahead and leave some comments. 
I want to say thank you for uh, taking, being open to our conversation here. Follow us on Facebook and also on YouTube. But actually, I have to get back to work. You guys have a wonderful day. See you later.